Welcome to Beyond Deadlines, a space where we navigate through the wonders and challenges of working as a producer in the creative industry. I'm Ruby Valls, your host in today's very special chat in partnership with Bitback9. Today with me are Sophie Coco, artist and animation director coming from London, Joe Capa, director and animator coming from LA, and Barbara Cerro, director and founder of Bitbang. Um, I'm so happy to be here. As I told you guys, it's my first time doing this live, watching people and also filming because we filmed the, the podcast online, but this is totally different. So thank you so much for coming. Um, to start, I would like if you can everybody give a quick intro of who you are and what you do so that people know. Uh, I'm Joe Kappa. I'm an animator. Um, I started doing my own sort of projects about four years ago, uh, kind of just getting into character animation. And uh, now I just make little shorts on Instagram and social media. And now I'm kind of getting into the development side of creating longer format stuff. And I'm Sophie Coco, and I, I do the same as Joe, exactly the same. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Yo soy Barbara Cerro, soy la directora y fundadora del Festival Internacional de Animación Bitbang, que se hace hace nueve años en la ciudad de Buenos Aires, y también soy realizadora audiovisual. Hermoso. Un placer, and so happy to meet you guys. So, before Barbara got here, I told you guys, Though you are directors and you make your own things, I feel that you also produce your things. Do you have a producer or are you in charge of everything? Um, yeah, at this point, I'm in charge of everything. The first thing that I set off to do on my own, I did have a producer, uh, a friend who just believed in me and gave me some money uh, to make my first short animation. But since then, yeah, just been flying solo, coming up with funny ideas and taking the time to make them for free because with animation, you can kind of get away with making stuff for pretty much no budget at all. So, so you do everything like your scripts, your, you scripts animate and, voices and, and storyboarding and backgrounds. And because my style is just so simple. Yeah. I can afford not to do simple, that. but <laughs> for me it's I mean, not simple. You know, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And how do you do with timing? Like, how do you manage your time since you have nobody <laughs> behind you saying, "Hey, you have to deliver yeah. this"? Or well, yeah. I mean, you know, you still have a deadline, and now that like I've been working with other clients, you know, they expect something done within like a month or so. Man, I don't know. I mean, I wake up whenever, um, but. It's really hard for me to get going. Uh, I will say that, like to start a new project, it's like pulling teeth. But once I get into the groove, I just obsess over it. So then I just like, there's just something in me that has to see it finished. So then I start working really hard towards like the tail end of something. Love so. it. See, you are your own producer. I'm a producer. Mm -hmm. okay. <laughs> And you, Sophie? Yeah, I've, I've never had a producer before. I've had a fake producer So I, when I started, <laughs> I had this email address that was rachel at sophiecoco.com and it was just me. And then I would just like answer the emails as Rachel. <laughs> Your alter ego. <laughs> Shit, Rachel's my, my best friend. I've got her name tattooed. Um, but yeah, I've never really been able to afford a producer. And also I'm a control freak. Okay. So I like to be in control of the budgets and spend the money accordingly and 
And the timing, how do you do that? I've always had a deadline for my short films because they've been like partially funded by um, the BBC or by FX. So that's, yeah, I've just got a deadline, which helps. And do people from the other side drive you crazy with those deadlines or? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I actually missed the, the deadline for Slug Life and they charged me. No. Yeah, really? it was really bad. Yeah, that they're an evil, evil corporation. There, <laughs> not the BBC. It was, it was another. It was like a middle company. Yeah, they charged me, and I couldn't believe it. How long overdue was it? <laughs> like twelve hours. Really? It was, yeah, it was just because the render was fucked. Yeah, that's insane. Oh. I know. Yeah, lack of respect. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. it was pretty bad. But yeah, a deadline normally does it. I think I'm really bad at starting projects, but. When that, when I can feel the deadline in my in my bones, I, I tend to just work like nonstop, like a maniac. So yeah. No, I mean I think it's hard because as an artist, you have to put all your energy there, and then you also have to think of the deadline. I I don't know. I feel that it's always good to have a producer because it's the one, you know, taking charge of the time, the budget and everything. And you guys have to do everything and your, your mind must be exploding at some point. It is is hard, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think what's like projects get bigger. Um, I will like need a lot of help, but yeah, for right now, it's just, um, I really wouldn't even know how to direct somebody to do anything on any of my to projects. To delegate. <laughs> to delegate, yeah, exactly, to delegate. Um, but I think also I'm a control freak. Mm. I think whenever like, I tell somebody like a funny idea, I like expect them to know exactly like what I'm talking about and the joke. And then when I see that they don't deliver it exactly how I thought of it, I'm like, what's wrong with you? Why don't you like get this right? So. Well, maybe one day you'll have your producer that's like a partner and you'll be True. happy with that. Mm-hmm. And you, Barbara, porque tú, para mí, lo que estás haciendo que es increíble, estás produciendo un festival internacional de animación que es mucho. Entonces quiero que me cuentes, o sea, aparte de eso, todo como... Bueno, ¿para cuántas horas tenemos? Eh, sí, bueno, hago la producción del festival también, es inevitable. Lo mismo con las producciones que hago de animación o de live action que, que hice de series también. Siempre, inevitablemente, en Argentina o en Latinoamérica en general, es inevitable también ser la productora de tus propios trabajos cuando son eh, independientes. Eh, entonces, bueno, en todo es la, el mismo patrón. Muy bajo presupuesto, ser la directora y ser la productora. Y me pasa similar en cuanto a las producciones animadas y en cuanto al festival que, como yo no vengo del lado de... Yo no estudié animación, no soy animadora. Puedo animar, pero de una manera muy básica. Entonces, me encanta trabajar con equipos y, y dirigir. Y, y también que trabaje gente súper talentosa haciendo eh, la, la dirección de arte. Entonces, me encanta eso. Lo mismo con el festival. Si bien por ahí durante el año estoy yo sola con... Con la chica con la que vemos también la, las películas, nos llegan unas 2.000 películas por año, que después quedan seleccionadas unas 100. Pero después todo lo que tiene que ver con tratar de encontrar financiamiento. Bueno, hice alguna vez algo similar a lo que contó Sophie, de, de tener que inventar a una persona, <risa> but not a woman, pero un hombre. Tener que inventar un hombre porque es muy diferente cómo responde la gente cuando hay un hombre en producción que cuando hay una mujer en producción para verdad? conseguir dinero. Sí. Wow. ¿Te sorprende? Sí. ¿En serio? Sí. 
pero, pero capaz por el diferente rubro de, digo, no sé en qué, pero como que conozco más productoras mujeres que hombres. No, la, para, para producir en el sentido de, de estar realizando todas las cosas sí. y haciendo que, que se consigan, uh -huh. eh, sí, mujeres, pero para conseguir plata me resultó siempre más fácil o hacerme pasar por un hombre o <risa> hubo charlas en donde, por ejemplo, para conseguir dinero le dije a un exnovio que terminamos hace como 15 años que venga a la charla y se quede ahí parado y siempre fue lo conseguí cuando estaba él wow. hablando yo solo obviamente porque él era mi exnovio y hace cualquier otra cosa eh, pero bueno sí me lleva mucho tiempo eh, o sea, todo lo que tiene que ver con ver las películas todo con Florencia Granja eh, y después todo lo que tiene que ver con conseguir las sedes eh, conseguir a invitadas tratar de conseguir los fondos aplicar a mecenazgo inca la verdad que son siempre trámites burocracia eh, en fin, conseguir los permisos, bla, 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 toda esa parte la hago yo. Y después ya más cerca del festival se, va, se van sumando personas, es un equipo muy reducido, eh, pero se van sumando varias personas para lo que tiene que ver con la producción. No, no, es que me imagino, o sea, digo, a Bárbara la conozco poco y mucho. <risa> y, y siempre veo todo lo que hace. Yo creo que me volvería loca, pero también me, me encantaría, me daría una adrenalina de, de estar ahí ya cuando sucede y ver que todo va bien. ¿Quieres trabajar en Beat Band 10? Bueno. <risa> I'm saying that I think her, her job is amazing. She gets to do so many things and like organizing a festival, bringing people over, it must be so hard and also she's a director, so it's so many things happening. Mm -hmm. And actually, since we're all here and we're from different parts of the world, like what differences do you feel that they're from South America, the States, England and production wise? Like, do you see a difference of how people will give you budgets to work or like, do you have an idea about it? You probably do because you're in contact with everybody. But I don't know if you guys like how if you want your project to be fund is it easy getting i mean i've been like paid to just be a creator and yeah. make my own short little yes. videos and that's like where i am right now in my career so Great. they give me a budget and then i make the thing okay yeah Super. but for your project for my project Good. yeah i haven't done any writing gigs or anything like that for anybody else yet but how did you get those projects like just through instagram I, i made some funny videos and people share it and then they hear about me and, and somebody came and say hey Do you want to do something else? I'll pay you. I'll give you the money for this. Yeah. Well, it's like Adult Swim and yes. a Bento Box, an animation studio in the U.S. Um, Cartoon is another like small animation studio. Um, and yeah, they'll just reach out to me on Instagram. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> and you, Sophie? Um, well, how do I get my funding? Like, yeah. How, how did they hire you? How do you get... Um, so... For the Slug budget. Life, I had to apply for funding. There's, there was a scheme going on at the time. Um, so I made a, a small, it was like a teaser to Slug Life that doesn't look anything like the film, but it was sort of like a tone piece. And then that was one minute long. And then they gave me pounds to make it, which, nice. which I thought was, was a lot of money at the time. But yeah. um, <laughs> now I realize it's not. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah but it, it allowed me to pay people to come and help me color the film because it was really most of the work goes on the coloring mm. like I can handle the animation and I've got a great animator that I always go to she lives in the Alps in France I've never met her before mm. but she's amazing she and she 
just I don't really have to direct her she just does what she wants and it's better than what I could tell her to do and that's why I um I hire her um and then the other one it was uh it was through uh, an awards that I won at a festival okay yeah yeah and you do lo que tiene que ver con realizaciones propias, sí. eh, bueno, por un lado, en cuanto al trabajo comercial, fui representada por productoras, básicamente, entonces a través de, de ahí surgió el trabajo. Eh, y después para lo que tiene que ver con los cortos independientes, eh, ahora estoy haciendo un corto, por ejemplo, que lo está produciendo Tour de Minuit, de Francia. Y bueno, fue básicamente, acá hubo un espacio, está el Apalab, en sí, Córdoba, sí. Eh, que es un espacio de, de un laboratorio para desarrollo de cortos o de series, que ahí el corto que yo estaba haciendo ganó ir a Annecy. Eh, mm. Entonces en Annecy, digo, para, para acá es muy difícil conseguir financiamiento, sobre todo para producciones que son para adultos, más experimentales, más autorales. Sí. Es imposible casi en Argentina y en Latinoamérica conseguir financiamiento para eso. Fondos como el Inca, digo, sí, obviamente que, que el Inca me ayudó, así como Mecenazgo, Fondo Metropolitano, pero siempre es muy escaso el, el fondo que pueden llegar a dar, entonces es inevitable ir tra tratar de hacer una coproducción con algún país europeo, particularmente con Francia, para, para producir cortos independientes. Eh, y en cuanto al festival, eh, también el financiamiento de acá es muy poco y particularmente están apoyando el festival este año. Gify, la plataforma, y el British Council, que, está, que fue quien sponsorió que pudiera venir Sophie ah, este año. ¡Ay, qué bien! Y eso se hace aplicando a una convocatoria anual que tienen de, para apoyo a festivales, y el año pasado seleccionaron al Bitband. ¡Qué bueno! Sí. ¡Felicidades! Gracias. Y, o sea, tú estás todo el tiempo tratando de investigar sobre esto, quién te puede ayudar, ¿no? ¿O sí, cómo sí, haces? Sí. sí, estoy todo el tiempo sí, buscando diferentes maneras de financiar el festival, pero bueno, hay mucha diferencia entre la ayuda que pueda llegar a venir de afuera, porque es en dólares, sí. que la de acá. Sí, es obvio. muy, muy poquito. Sí, desgraciadamente. <risa> the next question: How do you explore the creativity under the pressure of the industry? Having deadlines, as I asked, like, how do you, like, really, how do you come up with stuff when you have so many pressure under your shoulder? Mm. How does it? You want to take it first? Or does it help or does it not help? Or um. <laughs> I like working within a box mm. and having, like, the pressures mm -hmm. to, yeah, it's like a pressure cooker for ideas. Um, usually when I have a really quick turnaround, I don't know, maybe sometimes it's, like, my best stuff because it's the first thing that comes to mind. It's the truest to who I am. Um, it's tricky. I used to do a lot of commercial work. I used to work for the devil <laughs> and I made, I made like quite a lot of money, but when I did it, I, I, it kind of helped me because when I was working on these terrible things, all I wanted to do was work on my own stuff. And so whenever I stopped doing the commercial things, I really pounced on my, my personal projects and my short films. And then I had to go back to commercial work to like make more money. So I'm really bad with money in general. I just spend everything <laughs> until I'm until I'm zero, and then I take work again, and that's how I live my life. <laughs> It's really bad, but yeah, I guess it keeps me on my toes or something. Yeah, bit of danger. Yeah. <laughs> What about you? I love working under pressure. Like ISC depends where. Luckily, where I work now, I love it because everything's so organized. I've, I've never worked like that before. Like I always had to go running around people and the deadlines. And Moe is so organized. And the leads of each part 
do everything well you know i have the lead animator the art director the creative director and it's like they're also producers so for me it's like okay the lead comes and say hey this is happening and then the creative director is this is happening so i'm not micromanaging people that's i do not like to micromanage people <laughs> like i think that's not a way of producing but in personal projects I'll be the last minute sweating and doing and say, hey, I'm going to do this and I have to deliver in an hour. So, yeah. yeah, for personal projects, I love working under pressure. That's the truth. Yeah, same. Yeah. ¿Y tú? Sí, lo mismo. En realidad, la verdad es que no sé lo que es trabajar sin presión. Entonces, no, no puedo compararlo. <laughs> es sí. como, es, es, es así. Sí. Y creo que como productor todo el tiempo tienes como esa ansiedad, ¿no? Creo, creo que es una ansiedad que, que manejas todo el tiempo, que no sé. Sí, tal cual. Como la figura de dirección y producción me es como inevitable tenerlas juntas. No, 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 lo puedo, no lo puedo separar. Me encantaría pensar como, bueno, listo, solamente dirijo. Sí. Así que sí, siempre siento la, la presión de llegar con los tiempos, <risas> el presupuesto, que no se exceda, etcétera. sí. sí. Um, th this is an example not to do with production, but I studied film school. Yeah. And I also think, at least for all of us, what we do, it's also good to get inspired by something that has nothing to do with what we do. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys use that, but if you watch films or paintings, obviously it has to do, but you know, like, oh, only, I'm going to only watch animation because that's what I do. I right. think, no, like you should do or read bo books. Like, so what for you guys, what is your inspiration? Mm -hmm. I mean, music oh. for me really inspires me <laughs> mm -hmm. for sure. What kind of music? Um, anything. I, I mean, Yeah, pretty much anything. It used to be like instrumental stuff. You know, I think very cinematic when I would listen to stuff. But yeah, anything keeps the brain alive. Um, I guess I'm interested in the art world and sculpture and fine arts. <laughs> not the not the commercial um, aspects of it, but all of my friends are artists. They're, they make their own stuff. And I find that really inspiring. Like everyone's always making stuff and... It's always really strange, creepy things. And so I try and do that as well. I do a lot of ceramics and sculpture and I make my own clothes and things really? like that. Well, I mean, I've only made one proper outfit and it was a pavlova dress. Do you know what a pavlova is? No. It's a meringue. Um, oh yeah, Pablo, uh, the, the the like an Italian eat? meringue. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So yeah. It's like, it looked like a. <laughs> A pavlova. Yeah. So I make pavlova all the time, and um, I use the tablecloth um, what, that the old pavlova sat on. So it was covered in old pavlova crust, oh. which sounds disgusting, but it never goes moldy. So yeah. it's just like it smells like <gasps> sweet, and it's got raspberry drips on it and stuff. Mm. And then I sewed it into a big um, cake. And then I served pavlova in it. So original. <laughs> This is my art. This is my, my like, my output as a fine artist. Nice. <laughs> so different. I love this. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, ¿Y tú? No, me encantaría tener una historia así, pero no. <laughs> eh, yo también vengo del lado del cine. Estudié cine y también estudié después, no lo terminé, pero un posgrado de cine documental. Entonces me pasa que me aburro mucho 
rápidamente. Entonces eh, necesito como ir variando y pasar de live action o, o volver a animación. Y también sí, definitivamente, bueno, también hice cerámica, estudié piano, bajo, guitarra, canto, eh, teremin, me encanta todo lo que está relacionado con la música. Pero me gusta, por ejemplo, con, en relación a la música, como no tener la presión de decir como, bueno, tengo que ir a tocar a algún lugar, sino hacerlo solamente por placer. Sí. Eh, y cada tanto dibujo. Eh, y bueno, y después obviamente sí, mirar películas. Eh, me, encanta, me, me gusta mucho más mirar live action que animación, sinceramente. Ayer hablábamos con Sofía esto. <risa> de que mucha gente que hace animación no le gusta ver animación. Eh, eh, sí, miro muchas películas y también... Ponele, antes leía mucho más libros, ahora con suerte tres por año, desgraciadamente. Me gustaría ver más. Y series también. ¿Y qué es tu género preferido de cine? De cine, eh, creo que la ciencia ficción, pero la ciencia ficción como más eh, existencialista. Uh -huh. más Ya sé que no es ciencia ficción, pero Tarkovsky, sí. como que plantea nada, como que, lo que tiene que ver como más con las cuestiones existenciales eh, no, y no con los artificios técnicos, eh, como no, no, no las películas así de super tecnología. Pero sobre la ciencia ficción y particularmente la ciencia ficción indie que estuvo habiendo sí. hace unos años, creo que ese sí es mi género favorito. ¡Qué bien! También me parece muy original. <risa> ¡Qué buena onda! El mío es eh, de, de terror. My favorite kind of movie is horror films. Like The Shining is my favorite. <risa> Pero ese terror es bueno. Sí, de acuerdo. también te gusta? No. <risa> But Midsummer, Hereditary, the new mm. films that came out, right. like more psychological, mm. oh, I, yeah. those drive me crazy. Yeah, I think Hereditary is the best horror movie of recent... <laughs> Film. It's amazing. It's like Rosemary's Baby, but you know, mm -hmm. like, I, I, it reminded me of that. But yeah. people laugh of that because I, they say like, "Oh, you're always so happy in a good mood," and then I have my dark side. I said, "Yes, all the artists have our dark side." <laughs> um, about your projects, which would be your favorite project, and which would be something I don't know that you would like to tell us about something funny or something that happened because everything never goes as we wish it would go. Mm. <laughs> and there's also something in the middle and say, hey, I remember this. And so. Um, my favorite project. I don't like any of my films. <laughs> <laughs> I can respond uh, being with you. Like Hotel Calura. Yeah. Because the volcano had the explosion when you were there. How, how do you know that? <laughs> Because you told me that. I don't know when, oh but you God. told me. Yeah, okay, fine. I'll do that one. <laughs> um, Hotel Kalura is my favorite film. <laughs> Today. Um, so um, it's about this, uh, this woman, this older woman who goes on holiday on her own. And she goes to this trashy romantic hotel in Sicily And it's because me and my friend went to this trashy hotel together. And then I saw a woman at the bar and she looked a lot like me and she was there every night drinking alone. And I was like, oh, my God, that's me in the future. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I made a film about her and we could see Mount Etna from our hotel. You know, the, the volcano yes. there. Yeah. I was, so I was like, oh, my God, volcano. I'll put that in. And I knew that it was going to end with an explosion. And because basically the world changes because this crab man moves the moon in order to impress this lady um, because of the cause and effect. He just like completely destroys the world. And um, while I was making the film, Mount Etna exploded. Oh, my God. 
Yeah, and I was just about to finish the film, and I was like, nobody's going to believe me that I predicted <laughs> this is going to happen. <laughs> you knew what was happening it before always, it happened. It always happens in animation, though. I, I feel like Sean Buckley talks about this, like yeah. how it takes so long to make an animation that you sometimes predict the future. And mm-hmm. um, Sean did with his film uh, Drone, I think it's called Drone, yes, mm-hmm. where a AI plane starts to have, sentience and then decides to to kind of break free and do all this stuff and that happened to a to a drone did you see on the news yeah. yes yeah yes, yes, yes. yeah and it's just <laughs> <laughs> but he actually managed to get his film out before that happened in real life <laughs> but you know it and now everybody knows it that it's going to listen to the podcast that you knew the future before <laughs> And I want to know what happened to the lady that was sitting in the bar. <laughs> I don't know. I hope she's not dead. No. <laughs> I hope she, she's still drunk. <laughs> she's, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I hope she finds love. Yes. Yeah. And that she's not dead. That's nice. So the volcano erupted while you were in the middle of animating still. Yeah. Did it change the way you, the ending at least, or did it? No, I was okay. I was a week away or something okay. like that from finishing it. Yeah, I was just surprised and tried to tell everyone, but nobody really cared. <laughs> yeah, it, it felt amazing to me. But when on you, Joe? Yeah, I mean, Ghost Dogs probably because it was the longest. I mean, it took me two years to make that, and it was just such a learning process the entire time. Because that was the first film where I was like, I'm going to teach myself character animation. I bought like the the animators survival kit. What? Wow. And just kind of taught myself as I went. So it's like I had an idea of what the film was going to be. But by two years later, it was completely like different in look and style by the end. So it was just, yeah, constantly a learning process, learning to make an animatic next time. I mean, I just had no idea how the movie was going to turn out. I had no idea what it looked like until it was done. Two years. Yeah. And you had no idea of doing like animating or anything before that? Um, I knew like stop motion animation okay, and I did like cut out, you know, that style, but I'd never done like um, cell animation oh, and wow. I did it all in Photoshop, which is like crazy to look back on. Oh no. no. I would never do that. No, again. please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's insane. And did, did you like how it came out? Like as a final resort, yeah. like say, oh, oh, I don't remember doing this or I do. Oh, that's actually nice. <laughs> yeah. I Sometimes when I rewatch it, it kind of takes me back to where I was and where my mind was when I was making that thing. But yeah, I mean, Ghost Dogs came out very colorful and rich and there's like dimension to the backgrounds and everything. And originally it was just going to be like very flat um, colors and I don't know, just kind of artsy more stylish i guess mm-hmm. but then it came out kind of i think nostalgic it feels kind of 80s 90s oh. which was not the intention in the beginning <laughs> yeah. well but now it is <laughs> it is and i like it yeah, yeah. y tu proyecto que sea tu preferido Está por llegar. Está por llegar. Sí, todavía Bien. no sé. No, no, no tengo todavía un proyecto favorito. A todos les veo demasiadas fallas al festival, a los no. cantores. Así que llegará en algún momento uno que me guste más. ¿Y alguna anécdota en alguno que digas, no, nunca me voy a olvidar de esto? No, creo que no, no recuerdo alguna, ahora alguna anécdota. Hay que no. hacer versión 2 del podcast. Sí, sí, sí. <ríe> Cuando llegue el proyecto. Well, the hour is up. And 
And mm-hmm. I would keep on talking here for hours and hours because you guys are so nice and so interesting. And thank you so much to come here and speak with me, really. I enjoyed it a lot. Thank <laughs> Thanks for having us. This thank is fun. Yes, yes. <laughs> thank you. Thanks for sticking with us in this very special episode. Don't forget to subscribe to Beyond Deadlines for more insightful conversations on creative production and check the links in the description to learn more about Bitbang, our guests, and their work. Talk to you again soon. <laughs>